0: What's up everyone thank you for tuning into tethered a podcast dedicated to helping followers of jesus stay connected to him day by day my prayer for this episode is that it would encourage you challenge you and propel you to abide more deeply in jesus i hope you're encouraged by this episode let's jump right on in What's up, everyone? Once again, this is your host, Joey Morales. I really appreciate you listening to episodes here on Tethered. If you've been impacted in any way by these episodes, please subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date on when episodes drop, and please share with your friends and family on social media how you share things. I would really appreciate it. For this episode, I'm going to have a conversation with my friend, Josh Chotla, about counseling And how staying tethered to Jesus helps prepare a follower to give and receive counsel biblically. Josh is originally from Iowa. He is currently studying biblical counseling at Calvary University in Kansas City, Missouri. He enjoys playing tennis and basketball. He also loves worship music and getting into the word. I am excited to have a conversation with Josh about counseling and how staying tethered to Jesus helps prepare you to give and receive counsel biblically. Without further ado, here's the conversation I had with Josh. Hey y'all, a brief disclaimer. In this episode, we are chatting about the idea of biblical counseling. This episode discusses the topic of counseling in terms of what it is and how it can help you grow in your faith. This content is not meant in any way to provide you with any formal biblical counsel. If you need to talk to someone about anything, please seek a biblical counselor or pastor at your local church so that they may be able to connect you with a licensed biblical counselor. Neither Josh or Joey are licensed and only created this episode to talk about the concept of counseling. Thank you very much. Please enjoy the episode. What's up, Josh? Man, it's good to have you on the podcast. Thank you again for taking time to come on the tether today to talk about counseling and how that helps one stay tethered to Jesus. And so, yeah, why don't you uh, do me a big favor? Why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Um, Go ahead and uh, share about what you do besides studying. Um, Also, I got a fun question for you on there and then uh, three fun facts about you.
1: Sweet, man. What's up, guys? So My name is Josh, and uh, I'm in Joey's living room right now. We're we're making a little podcast. Yeah, we're
0: recording, actually, from my kitchen countertop.
1: (laughs) There's no better way, I think. That's right. It's a good spot. But my name is Josh, and uh, I'm studying biblical biblical counseling at Calvary University right here in Belton, Missouri. But I'm, I'm originally from the parts of India. I grew up in India my whole life. But I'm from the promised land, which is what I call Iowa. <laughs> How
0: about that? I thought that Texas was the promised land.
1: I It can be, but you haven't been to Iowa. Like You, you got to go. It's that cornfields and the sweet corn <laughs> and those empty roads, man. That just makes it – it's just the land of honey and milk. <laughs> That's
0: hilarious.
1: But yeah, I went to – I did my undergrad there, my bachelor's there in Ankeny, Iowa. And I moved to, moved to Missouri about about two months ago now. Just started my grad school at Calvary University studying counseling.
0: Oh, nice. That's awesome. So That's awesome. And then uh, here's my fun question for you. Since you've mentioned you're from the promised land of Iowa. Yes, sir. Um, do you prefer living in Iowa
1: or Missouri and why? Oh, man. I think – I want to – I wouldn't really live in both of those places. <laughs> I think it'd be like for me. Uh, I love living there, but I'd, if I want to live there long term, it wouldn't be Iowa or Missouri. Mm-hmm. I think, but it's just a it's just a chapter in my life. Yeah, I have had a lot of experiences there with people. Mm-hmm. I'm here now. I'm ready to more just get get to know more people and have yeah. more experiences. Yeah, amen. So, like, I'd say, like, it don't matter really what the place is, just the people you're with and who you're interacting with, and how you're impacting them. Amen. That really matters. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know you mentioned one time, like, uh, <laughs> this is a funny story, but um, we were writing back from a conference called The Waken uh, Yeah, baby, The And I was asking <laughs> Josh and another friend of ours named Jonathan um, about, you know, what they love about living in Kansas City. Actually, Jonathan is the one that asked it. And oh, yeah. you're like, the Chiefs, barbecue, abundant life. Uh (laughs) Yeah, and so I know that's like something that you
1: really love a lot, and so... I do, yeah. That was a crazy ride back. I remember that. It was some good memories. It was, it was. Good memories. And
0: And then, uh, yeah, share three fun facts about yourself with the listener.
1: Three fun facts. Oof. I can speak three languages.
0: Oh, nice. Which languages can you speak? English, Uh, obviously. obviously.
1: Uh, Telugu. And I know... I'm not... I wouldn't say I'm fluent in like, Hindi, but I know a little bit of Hindi, and I know a little bit of Korean, because I lived there, I lived in Korea. I didn't know that. And that's my third fact. <clears throat> I lived in Korea for about three years.
0: Oh, nice. Did you so, live in, like, South South Korea, you said?
1: Yeah, we lived in Seoul. Oh, nice. Like, downtown Seoul, right in the heart of the city. Had a lot of kimchi and sushi. Huh, nice. It was, it was good stuff.
0: And then what's your second fun fact?
1: Second fun fact is... I play uh, – I played – like I grew up playing cricket, Ooh. which is like pretty uh, – it's not that big in the U.S., but I grew up playing cricket in India. But oh, that's I, awesome. Yeah, but ever, ever since I moved here, I've kind of just been stuck with basketball or tennis. <laughs> yeah, the American sports. <laughs> American, yeah, they kind of got to me.
0: Yeah, I know Indians. Uh, people from India love playing cricket. It's a it's a fun game. Uh, I've never personally played it, but I know like uh, as we're recording this podcast, um, we both of us serve at um, at UMKC, which is the University of Missouri, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, we help out with uh, international student outreach, mostly towards Indian students. And yep. I know for me, every Indian student that I've spoken to enjoys playing cricket. Especially Raja.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That man, he plays tournaments. Yes. Like, there's so many Indian students at UMKC, Mm -hmm. and they have leagues and stuff. They have Mm -hmm. their own teams. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to play with them yet, Mm -hmm. but once it starts to get sunny outside, a little warmer, I'd be open to just playing cricket with them. Yeah. It's been a hot minute for me. But, yeah.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, thank you again for uh, taking time to come on the to tether today to discuss about counseling. I'm really excited to chat with you about how that helps you, dear listeners, stay tethered to Jesus. And so, yeah, Josh, why don't you go ahead and uh, share with the listener um, what exactly is counseling and why is it important?
1: Yeah, bro. Um, so counseling is pretty much uh, the provision of assistance and, like, guidance to resolving, like, personal or social or psychological needs mm. of people and, like, the problems and difficulties they face. And and it's – you want to get it mostly by a professional, obviously. Yeah, for you sure. You don't want to just go to some random person to get some counsel, but – Yeah, for sure. And you want to make sure it's good counsel. Mm-hmm. And where you're, where you're getting it from is going to impact how you're going to live. Yeah. And it's very – Counsel's counsel is good, and you want to make sure it's getting from a good source mm-hmm. and it's that, that it's truth yeah, it's true. There's a lot of false falsified counseling mm-hmm. tactics out there that they use, but
0: maybe share a little bit more mm-hmm. about that um, if you're okay with sharing
1: yeah, um, uh, for that, I think you have a, a lot of different counseling, which is like psychological counseling, you have psycho counseling. Mm-hmm. And you also have like uh integrationist counseling mm-hmm. um, so like what I believe is like the Bible is the best way to counsel people, yeah, using the word of God, and you can see a lot of instances in the Bible where like god 's counsel people god 's giving advice, yeah, and for me like i 've definitely had a lot of experiences just with uh yes with my friends like growing up. I had a lot of them who had struggled with, like, because they were were Muslims or Hindus growing up in India. They had a lot of friends who were from other religions. Mm -hmm. It's like with them, they faced a lot of, like, uh, a lot of hurt from their family Mm. and judgment from Mm -hmm. their family. Because of, like, if they wanted to change a religion or, like, do something which is not honoring to them or their parents or their family they're kind of shaming themselves. Mm-hmm. And if they don't perform well in school, they're kind of shaming themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So all of my friends growing up, ever since I was like 14, 14 to 18, they all had like experienced anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And some of them were even suicidal, which which was like, I'm, I'm like, these are my friends. These are literally my close friends that are struggling with all these issues. Yeah. And I'm like, what can I do to help? And then that's when I kind of really looked into counseling and what that what that is and yeah how that, that's going to affect people.
0: For sure, which is – it's awesome that you, know, you wanted to get into counseling to help your friends, which actually was going to be my next question for you. Like what inspired you to get into counseling? You kind of hit it on the nail there. It's like you've seen your friends go through some trauma, some experiences that they needed help in, and I'm glad that that motivated you to pursue – a, your life calling, essentially, and counseling. And so are there any other things that inspired you to pursue counseling?
1: Definitely, man. Uh, like growing up, my dad was a pastor growing up, so was my grandpa. So we come from, like, three generations of believers mm-hmm. and a pa- uh, pastor family, mm-hmm. which is pretty rare. Being born in India, being, like, brought up in India, mm-hmm. it's hard to find, like, believers who are, like, three generations in. Mm. It's a very Hindu nation. 80 mm-hmm. percent of it is Hindu. oh wow
0: isn 't it like one of the most unreached uh, nations in the country in the world
1: it is yes uh, it's it's because it's a one point two billion population the mm-hmm. whole country and it 's like the three times the size of the u s probably uh, and uh, especially, you know, we also don 't have that much land as we do like the u s we have a lot more land, a lot less people hmm. india we got a lot of People and not much land. Yeah, and a lot of it's a lot of it's just religion and culture mm-hmm. that just makes them not break into that. So it's, I'm glad I'm, I'm blessed to be born to a Christian family that glad that God chose me in that way.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, bro. Thanks for sharing that. I I know that's, uh, you know, you're making your family proud by, and then of course, you know, the Lord's already pleased in you for what you're wanting to do. Um, Counsel people and help them just, you know, process through some issues by using the word of God, which is awesome, man. Yeah. Really glad that you're doing that. For sure.
1: Like, I I think you already know, because I've already, I interned at Abundant Life last summer, uh, which kind of, that was kind of my, Line for like, is this what is this what you want me to do, to do, God, with my life? Yeah, is this your calling for me? Yeah, I kind of asked him that question when I had the internship. Yeah, for I was sure. Like, make this clear to me through mm. this internship. Yeah, and when I did, and I interned with all my clients, I had a lot of clients from who struggled with anxiety, depression, and suicidal, mm. and just interacting with their lives and watching them like just grow out of. Their anxiety or depression. Mm-hmm. See them them progressively over weeks and weeks of counseling. They're out of their depression and anxiety. That just confirmed me like this is what the Lord is calling for me is. So.
0: Yeah. Amen. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that, Josh. That's uh, that's awesome that, you know, the Lord has provided you those opportunities to be able to practice counseling people for yourself and uh, now you're pursuing your master's degree at Calvary to help you grow even more in that so you can be licensed to one day be able to do that as a career. Yes, sir. So I really appreciate yeah. you sharing that. And so here's my next question for you. Have you ever been counseled? And if you have, how have you benefited from counseling for yourself?
1: Yeah. Personally, I've never – Actually, been counseled like one on one, but I feel like a lot of my counseling is just my mom and dad telling me to do. Yeah, <laughs> telling me to like, like just growing up and the way they brought brought me up in a godly way, which like just gave me a clarity of like this is how you're supposed to live a godly life.
0: Uh huh.
1: Like you, a lot of the times my parents were like the ones who were counseling me. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have like anyone else other than my parents. Mm-hmm. Well, I had my cool. p- grand- grandparents, and my grandpa was a great counselor as well. He was a pastor and a counselor. Mm-hmm. But um, I definitely think, like, you can teach your kids what you know, and, like, you can counsel them in a way. But yeah. you you can teach them something, but you you reproduce what you are. Yeah. So, like, you can teach them how to live a life, but they're going to end up being the way you are. Yeah. Because you, you see them every day. You see them. So, like, that definitely impacted me because, like, I watched my parents, how they interacted in their marriage life, how they interacted in their social life, and how they interacted. I guess watching them was, like, pretty much, like, my kind of counseling I got because their interactions were so genuine and so godly, god-driven. Mm-hmm. They had such passion for the lost. Mm. And they had a lot of – just a lot of love for people. Yeah and that's pretty much like how i would say i've benefited from counseling and also just taking a lot of classes in counseling it just kind of made me like realize like i have to be on top of things if i want to help people yeah if i'm if i don't have my life straight and if i don't have live in the fear of god how am i going to help others live in the fear of god
0: yeah amen i love that you uh mentioned that your parents counseled you because I know you know probably people listening to this when they think of the word counseling they probably just assume like you know going to like a therapist or going Mm -hmm. to um, a biblical counselor that you know they only get like a certain a lot of time to meet with them to pour out your most like deep issues with but counseling it it is so much more than just you know getting like Therapy from somebody—it's mm-hmm. actually like you know each each and every one of us are in a stage of life where we've gone through experiences. We have lived our life, and we're able to give counsel or wisdom to you know to people from what we learned in our experiences. And so, I love that you said that. I know for me personally, um, I've actually had one-on-one counseling with a biblical counselor mm-hmm. um, in my life. Um, like I can think of a guy that I've you know met with for about two years. Um, he essentially did what's called the self confrontation manual with me, which is a mm-hmm. kind of like a newfetic approach. And we'll get into what that means here in a little bit, dear listener. But um, he did a newfetic approach with me, yeah. um, and just helped me deal with some issues that I was struggling with. Like one of those was like really understanding more in detail why my real father abandoned me and just mm. learning to really let that go and mm. surrender to God yeah and it helped me meeting with somebody to kind of deal with that baggage
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so and then I've also you know just recently not too long ago um, got to see a counselor to help grieve a loss of a loved one that uh, not a family member but someone that Discipled me for four years. I've shared about him on this podcast before. His name's Eric. And uh, definitely, you know, got benefit from counseling in order to help process and gr- that, you know, grief through that well.
2: Mm-hmm. And it
0: helped talking to somebody. Just uh, learn to just be thankful for the time I had with him in order to just cherish those memories and to, you know, move on from that. Even though it was hard in the moment, and so I really benefited from counseling myself, so.
1: That's, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you share that. Yeah, thank you. That's that's definitely, yeah, I think just a lot of trauma and guilt, trauma and like just loss. I think we feel tremendous loss because there was like a tremendous love there at that moment.
3: Yeah. There was
1: a big love there. That's why there's like a big weight and a big amount of loss you have. That's kind of why. You have that feeling, but yeah, thanks for sharing. That was really good.
0: Yeah, thank you, thank you, Josh. All right, here's my next question for you, and so you might have, dear listener, understood that I use the word newfetic, and so earlier I asked Josh, like, hey, what are the diff- like, what are some of those different types of counseling, and so um, maybe elaborate even more on like. What the different types of counseling are? So, like I mentioned, euphetic, You mentioned integrated. Maybe talk about that.
1: Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, so there's uh, two main counsel 2 main types of counseling that we use, uh, especially for biblical counselors. It's called nothetic counseling, which is counseling straight from the Bible. So we only use the Bible, and we only rely on the Bible to use and help people get get out of their anxiety or depression or whatever they're struggling with. So – and you also have um, integrationist counseling, mm-hmm. which is like – which is a mix. So it's kind of like uh, integration. so you have – you use different parts of the Bible and you use different parts of secular counseling, which is psychology. So you mix psychology and biblical counseling. So psychology to understand the brain and biblical to really understand the heart. Mm-hmm. To where your heart stands before God, and there's a lot of social sci- there's a lot of just science behind understanding the brain and how the brain affects anxiety, how your brain looks when you see anxiety, mm-hmm. and how your brain is when you f- feel depressed. Mm-hmm. And one, like I saw a video, It was crazy. I just blew my mind of like how prayer works, as far as like, uh, just how because I was pretty biblical. When I first started out counseling, yeah, and then i kinda I was kind of pushing towards integrationist as I learned more about counseling just so I, I saw this video of where it was like this guy he was just super anxious. It was like one of those thermal videos, like you can see like how the temperature of the person and like how their body is like when they're super nervous and anxious, hmm. super red and high.
0: Hmm. I don't think I've heard of this
1: so like um he was he was he was super anxious. And then one of the things the counselors told him was like just to just like deep, just take deep breaths. There's a lot of things you can do like uh, grounding, breathing, controlling. You have a few other practices you can use, but methodically, like the counselor told him to pray, just pray in that moment when you're anxious, not not for yourself, but pray for the people around you. And I could just see like in the video. His like, it was kind of, he was calming down. Like, you Mm. could tell he was praying, and like, the video was like, he was calming down. His like, his temperature was like, going down, like, the Mm. anxiousness. Like, you could just tell that he was like, it was working. Like, God was working through him, through the prayer. So that kind of just healed him through that, at that moment. Like, that's when I kind of really understood, like, it would be good to understand the psychological side of it. With the integrationist view of counseling, and also the biblical side of it, with uh, just understanding how the heart works and using the Bible to counsel, hmm. and using prayer to counsel.
0: Amen. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I know, like, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know that there's different types of counseling. I know for me, when I first learned of Nufetic, like, you know, it, it's good to, you know, store the word in your heart so, you might, so we might not sin against God. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, important to guard the word like for me I'm still learning kind of the psychological part of it because I don't fully understand that but you know for you know for you you know taking the time to learn all that to help you know counsel people because like really like with the things of the mind like with anxiety depression all that it's really a mental thing I know that's kind of more on the leaning towards the medical side of things mm-hmm. um, and you know we don't fully understand like how the brain truly works but I'm just glad that At the same time, you're approaching it from a biblical standpoint because it is important to write the word on our hearts, like you were saying. And so I really appreciate you sharing the different types of counseling. And so, all right, here's my next question. This kind of ties in with the last question, but I think it's important to ask. um, Why do you believe it's important for followers of Jesus to understand the different types of counseling?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, It's very important to know where you're getting your counsel and where you're getting advice from. <clears throat> because um, a lot of secular places, they kind of – they just – they know what – they expose the symptom, mm-hmm. but they don't attack the root, root cause of what's causing their struggle. So they just kind of like – like they push the blame. It's not your own sin depraved nature, like as far as like integrationist counseling or secular counseling. hmm they focus more on your environment Mm -hmm. and not you as a person.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: That the problem is not in you, but it's your environment. Mm -hmm. Your environment is making you the way you are. Mm -hmm. Which can be true to a certain extent, but I think the secular counseling world kind of just pushes it more towards um, just the people around you and how they're impacting you. Mm -hmm. That's why you are the way you are. And that you don't acknowledge your own sin nature and that you're, you're depraved and you need a savior Hmm. that doesn't really, that doesn't come into that secular counseling. And if you go there, like that kind of change, that kind of goes against biblical counseling, which is, which is like you're a depraved sinner and you need Christ to save your heart. Mm -hmm. And then, then all your flaws will be exposed. Mm -hmm. And that's when you will really understand, uh, why you need to go to the right counselor to get the yeah. right counseling.
0: Yeah. Hey Amen. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that because it's easy for us to go to someone for help, but at the same time, they don't provide hope.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I love what you said there. Like, you know, biblical counseling in, like, just informs the person that's being counseled of the hope that there is in Christ, but also what's wrong with the world, which is sin. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, like, We have to continue recognizing that we're fallen, um, that before a holy God, we're, you know, not righteous in his sight, but he makes us righteous through his son, Jesus. And so the gospel is what really like should always be integrated. Well, not integrated, but like just repeatedly said over and over again um, as you're um, going through counseling. Because it is the antidote to sin. And so, like, I talked about on on the podcast uh, Broken and Contrite with my friend Zach. 2K is what we call him. Like, we have to recognize that we're broken before a holy God. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to recognize that we are sinful and that only that Jesus alone is the remedy for our sin. And so, I mean, even in counseling as you're, you know, seeking help for whatever struggles you're dealing with, if the counselor is not tying it back to the person of Jesus Christ, I mean, what's the point?
1: Amen. Yeah, yeah. that's good.
0: And so um, now I just have some questions here for you, Josh, as far, as far as like, you know, to encourage listeners, especially when it comes to counseling. Um, why do you believe followers of Jesus should consider being counseled? And so what I mean by that question is like, Would Christians benefit from getting biblical counseling? We'll be back after a brief break. Hey, what's up everyone? We really appreciate you listening to episodes here on Tethered. If you've been impacted in any way by these episodes, please subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date on when episodes drop. Also, if you enjoy this podcast... Will you please consider rating this podcast in your favorite podcasting app? Please leave us a comment. Finally, please share this podcast with your friends and family on social media or however you share things. We would really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Tethered. Now, back to the episode.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't think... A lot of times we think, like... Counseling is only for people who have like very deep issues. Mm-hmm. You're like you're struggling with this very deep, it's, and it's not—it's wrong. What you're doing is wrong, and you need help. And it's not that. A lot—I think a lot of people, even believers who are doing, who are doing well, they—they still—they can still use counseling. Mm-hmm. And it's a daily, and I think we die daily to the gospel. And then we rely on the Word of God every day. And I think, to a certain extent, we have the Holy Spirit. God gives the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. to help us just guide our lives through the day. Yeah. But I think counselors also have a big impact impact on, like, um, getting that more tangible Mm one-on-one interaction. So.
0: Yeah. 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 I love that you said that because, um, you know, I think every person needs to seek help and variety of areas. And so one of the reasons why I created Tethered um, is to really help people know what it means to abide in Christ in a variety of areas of life. Because Mm -hmm. like I mentioned before on this podcast dear listener, like abiding in Christ is not just going to the Word and reading it or just praying. It's so much more than that. Like abiding in Christ really leads you back to how does me reading my Bible, how does me getting counseling helped me grow closer to God in order to enjoy him
2: mm-hmm. more.
0: That's and good. so, um, I'm really grateful that you shared that. And so, yeah, yeah. now here's my next question to you. Um, why do you believe followers of Jesus should consider counseling? Now, what I mean by this question is like, not all of us are called to be formal biblical counselors or therapists, but, mm-hmm. um, remember what we mentioned earlier um, dear listener is that counseling is not just like getting help from a therapist but maybe you want to counsel a friend um, that's going through something I mean I think of a passage I think it's in um, 2nd Corinthians where Paul is talking to the Corinthians about like because we've gone through trials ourselves we're to comfort those who are going through trials Mm -hmm. and so that's not exactly how it says it but that's the kind of the premise yeah it's like if we're going through something we want to you know God allows us to go through that in order for us to help those who are struggling and so maybe speak to that
1: yeah man uh yeah counseling is definitely uh, a lot of I think we categorize counseling as a, is reserved for like people with problems yeah like, like that's what we kind of think of counseling as and rather like all of us we like wisdom yeah, obviously, in categories of our lives, like we oftentimes need individuals who are outside of us to help us grow and understand mm-hmm. um, what's going on inside of us. Yeah. So one of the examples, uh, a lot of the counselors use is uh, just understanding that counseling is not—it's uh, something that we we all need, mm-hmm. and it's not just for people who have these really deep struggles, mm-hmm. and. Uh, like I said, the Holy Spirit helps us guide us through, through our day to day life with Christ. Yeah. But like, like, like community is important. Mhm. Fellowship is important.
2: Mhm.
1: And, um, and a counselor is just another, is just another friend in community who's trying to help you mm-hmm. grow closer to Christ. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much the goal of biblical counselors too.
0: Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so something that. Um, I thought about here as I'm, you know, looking through the Bible um, here. I think of a passage in Ephesians um, because it's so important for us to recognize that we have counsel from other people, but if the counsel from other people is not leading you to seek counsel from God, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter. And so, I think of Ephesians 1.11, um, and this is what it says. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the what of his will, the counsel of his will. Amen. And so, like, when you're getting counseling, when you're counseling people, dear listener, um, I would just encourage you to remind the person that you're counseling that they have an inheritance if they walk with the Lord that they've been predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ mm-hmm. according to the purpose of him who does what who works all things according to the counsel of his will meaning like it's God's will to you for you to be conformed for that person to be conformed as God is and that's what counseling should always lead back to because like josh was saying like we all have our problems like each of us lacks wisdom and god himself will grant us wisdom if we ask for it and so as you're counseling people um like i said this is counseling in the aspect of like you're just giving wisdom to people um not necessarily therapy um There's licensed people to do that, and I would encourage you, if you don't know how to answer, you know, a question that someone has, I would recommend that you point them to a licensed biblical counselor. Um, But if you're just, you know, in community with people, giving them wisdom, then, yeah, make sure it comes from the Word. Make sure that for you, if you have personally wrestled with that, like I can give you... An example, I'm not going to mention their names, but um, I have a friend who has struggled with drug addiction in the past. That was his story. And as a result, he's able to help those who are currently going through that, but also who have struggled with that, but they're also like wanting to go back to that drug addiction. Mm. And so he's able to counsel those people. Um, in order to help them be conformed to the image of his son or the counsel of his will. Yeah. And so that's just like that's what we're saying. Like like the Lord definitely wants to use you to counsel people.
1: Yeah, like when when I uh, when I counseled at Abundant Life, like one of the like uh, like an example I use for them to like understand what my job is mm-hmm. with them is to like make them known that I am not an expert in all their life situations and all the problems Mm -hmm. rather I'm just I'm just a guide I'm just a guide which means like I'm above I'm able to stand above the maze and have some eyes into Mm -hmm. the maze Mm -hmm. and be able to tell them okay after you described what you're seeing I think I want you to turn right turn left and then turn right and then take you back to your familiar territory Yeah. So huh. that makes sense, yeah, it does. so I'm just kind of kind of looking up, looking above the maze and kind of just directing you, just guiding you towards the Lord, Lord's will, praying through that. yeah, so
0: yeah, amen, amen. all right, here's my next question for you, Josh. I think this is a very important question. Um, does a follower of Jesus need theological training to counsel people biblically, and why?
1: That's a good question. Definitely, if you're a follower of Jesus, you you need the Bible. Yeah. And you need the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You need to understand how the Bible is gonna uh, shape your life. Yeah. Because uh, if you don't uh, if you don't understand what the Bible means in different parts, there's a lot of stories in the Bible where you can see. Counsel being given, counsel being taken, mm-hmm. and uh, and how that just impacts the whole rest of the Bible. Yeah, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, let me uh, ask you an elaborating question um, because I think it helps the listener. Yeah. Um, do they need to go to seminary to give counseling? Like, like I'm not, I'm not talking like about the therapist type of counseling. I'm talking mm-hmm. more like like you were mentioning about community. Yeah. Things like that. Do they need seminary theological training?
1: Um, I I, I wouldn't say it's like needed, but I'd say it's recommended. Mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend if you want to like pursue full time counseling. I mm-hmm. definitely recommend going to seminary mm-hmm. and understanding that's a whole because that's a whole level of whole another level of counseling and thinking. Yeah, for sure. Thinking process. Mm-hmm. So it it would definitely be good. But I think a lot of counseling is also just experiences. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of life is just experiences. hmm And for me, I'd, I'd rather like um, learn and live than live and learn. Yeah. Does that make sense? So yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd get good counsel and live off of that then. Yeah, for sure. But it's also good. I feel like God also gives us instances in life where we have experiences and we we'll learn from them. Yeah. And God's trying to teach us a lesson through that. Yeah. But I'd also be like, I probably don't want to make that mistake. Yeah, for sure. I want to learn and then Mm -hmm. live it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, amen. I love what you said in the beginning, like when I first asked you this question, like when you meant by theological training, I think, and correct me if I understood you correctly, but you did mention like knowing God's word, studying the Bible, which Mm -hmm. on this podcast we have shared about with my dear friend, Jacob Ward on the episode, Dick for that gold, um, we talked about like studying the Bible, helping you stay tender to Jesus. I think it is important for a person to know what the Bible says, and so which um, I don't think I've ever described this as a definition of theology on this podcast, but true theology, what it should lead you to lead you to is to know God and enjoy him and love him. Mm-hmm. If you know God's word. Then you, then you would know how to love God more. And if you know how to love God more, you're able to help people know and love God more and help them walk through their issues. Discipleship. We talked about discipleship on this podcast before. Um, if you truly know and love God's word, if you know theology, now this is not saying you need to be puffed up, but because mm-hmm. i've been guilty of that <laughs> yeah. um but if you truly live out your theology then yeah you'll be able to counsel those who you're discipling as well and so all this is tying back to the essence of like it is important to be engaged of god's word and so which we'll talk about how staying tethered to jesus helps you counsel here in a little bit but um, i appreciate you answering that question sir yes sir and so you kind of you've already answered this question but i figure i ask it um again is counseling only for people who struggle with depression anxiety or if, is it for all people i mean you hit the nail on the head there it is for everyone it doesn't matter if you have like those certain problems but um it's really for anyone that's just struggling because every one of us struggles we're all fallen we're all in need of mm-hmm. um Being in the right with God, and only that happens through preaching the gospel to ourselves, but and sometimes that comes in the means of getting counseling, getting someone to walk alongside you, walking the extra mile, as Jesus says um, in the Sermon on the Mount, when he's talking about helping your enemies. And so, I mean, that even applies to when you get help, like people that are willing to help you navigate those issues. And so... And then, here's my next question. What do you think causes followers of Jesus to shy away from giving counsel to people?
1: Oh, man. Uh, that's a good question. I think one of the things that uh, causes followers of Jesus to shy away from giving counsel to people is not seeing growth. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things they probably face. They're, they're not seeing them Grow out of their struggle, of their grief, their suffering, their addiction. They're not growing out of it, and that might be a reason they kind of shy away. And um, and I think there's a lot of a lot of things that we try to do to avoid mm-hmm. uh, avoid getting counsel because we don't really want authority. Mm-hmm. We don't want authority of someone telling us what to do in our lives. That's one thing and. One thing is, another thing is avoidance. We just want to avoid it. Just avoiding uh, getting, being told what to do. Yeah. And also just avoiding reality. I think a lot of people don't, that's why they have all these, they found all these things because mm-hmm. they want to avoid reality for that quick second and get over all that. And I think, like like, I said, like you were talking about anxiety and depression, I think a lot of that goes back to identity. Yeah. Where is your identity found in? Hmm. And and so like I definitely feel like identity and insecurity kind of go together. So for me, like I define insecurity as like that's definitely one of the things a lot. That's one of the things a lot of people struggle with, and a lot of things stem out of insecurities, like anxiety stems out of uh, insecurity of like how they look or how they feel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How how did, what did, what do they think of me? What do I think of them? And that just kind of, they just kind of sit in that moment. Mm-hmm. Just think through stuff like that. And and insecurity is like the distance between where you think you should be mm-hmm. and where you think you are. Yeah. You want to be here, but you're here. Mm. And that's where that insecurity kicks in. You're like, I'm not good enough to be there. Yeah. And, but I really want to be there, but I can't be there right now. Mm. And that just kind of gets in that, that pushes anxiety. Mm-hmm. So like insecurity is the distance between where you think you should be and where you are. So, and I think there's a lot of ways to battle insecurity. And one of the things is your your the only way I think is your identity has to be found in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's one of the I think that's the only way. Yeah. True. You find true healing. Yeah. From insecurity. Hmm. And uh, once you find your identity, you can find God gives you a calling, I think. Yeah. When you find your calling, you have an assignment. Yeah. That's what God gives you. Yeah. Amen. So like identity, insecurity leads to finding identity. Identity leads to finding a calling. And the calling leads to finding an assignment that God's given you, like what your role in the world is that God's placed you for
0: yeah I love that you said that um cause I know like a lot of people struggle with insecurities I know I definitely do um inadequacy is I would say another way of mm-hmm. like saying that too is <clears throat> like where man I don't feel qualified enough to give this person counsel like who am I <laughs> to give someone wisdom but you, again you just said it so well like your insecurity, you know, leads you to find your identity. Mm-hmm. And your identity leads you to find your calling. And so who is that going to be in? And I love that you said that because it comes back to this. Like if you're abiding in Jesus, like if you're engaging with him in the word, engaging in him in prayer, but just enjoying him. And so I usually say it this way um, to friends you need to be enamored with Jesus.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And because you're enamored with him, you want to engage, meaning you like spend time with him praying, spend time with him reading the word, or even, let me even put it this way, yeah. you spend time with him by just sitting still and just thinking about what has happened in your life as you're enjoying nature Like, or enjoying being with people who truly love Jesus. That's abiding. Which leads to enjoying Him. And that itself, you know, will lead you to have less insecurities. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, again, it depends on who your identity is in. if your identity is in Christ, then that will allow you to be able to have security in order to help you know not just give people advice but
1: mm-hmm.
0: or wisdom but just walk alongside somebody who needs the help so you can point them to do the same for sure man and it's a process
1: yeah and it's definitely like uh it's understanding like a lot of people who have these struggles they don't feel like their life like they feel like the, their life doesn't matter yeah but your story matters yeah your life matters hmm god placed you on earth for a reason yeah and people have to be just told that moments in time, because yeah. they never get told that they 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 never like they never get told that your life has an impact mm-hmm. and live it to the fullest in god's will yeah Amen. I definitely think like like grace grace is like like God's salvation mm-hmm. grace mercy, and it comes to the very people uh, that they had disqualified themselves for hmm. grace. Hmm. And I think, sometimes I feel like a lot of people who have anxiety, depression, grief, and I feel like their failures weren't their biggest problems in your life, but your successes are. Yeah. Does that make sense at all?
3: It does, yes.
1: So a lot of times we feel like uh, our failures might define us, but where, where are we succeeding that it's not in the will of God? Yeah am I doing something that's out of the will of God but I'm finding satisfaction in, mm-hmm. and not in Christ himself and the identity in Christ. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Amen. I love it that you said that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I skipped over this question accidentally um, earlier but I think it's actually in this segment I think it's good to ask you this. Um, how's, how has counseling Helped you, Josh, stay tethered to Jesus.
1: Um, it's been—it's helped me, I'd say, just to focus my mind on on the things above. Mm -hmm. And that a lot of the problems we face, the only things we face, Mm -hmm. we see sin, fallen world, we see death. I mean, kind of just puts me in perspective. Like, this is just temporary. And we have an eternal life with God after this. Mm-hmm. And that just, having that perspective, when I counsel someone, mm-hmm. like, I know you're struggling with this, but I, I know a person who can give you eternal eternal freedom from this. Yeah. His name is Jesus. And, like, just getting to share the gospel with my with with my, cli- with my uh, clients and counselees mm-hmm. is, like, just help me love counseling and mm-hmm. just stay tethered like, to, like, to Jesus. Yeah. Like, I, I have to be tethered to Jesus. To help them counsel, yeah. If I'm not relying on the Lord, because I'm not doing the work, yeah. I'm not doing anything. I'm just telling them words that of that that will heal them, but God's doing the healing. Mm-hmm. I'm just a messenger, yeah. But God's doing all the work, yeah. So that's how I, I'd say, like counseling has impacted me, and, and it's grown me closer to Christ. Amen. It's staying together to Christ. I love that
0: thanks for sharing that man I know I love what you said um on looking above like one of the first verses that my uh new fetic counselor um that's the guy who I met during you know dealing with my father issues mm. was this verse in Colossians three two This is amazing. It says, "Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are here on the earth and that verse really helped me understand to shift my focus on not focusing so much on what's in my life right now that's on the earth. Like, yes, my real father abandoned me, but I set my mind on things above because I have a heavenly father who will never leave me or forsake me. And that scripture spoke to me and it helped me stay tethered to Jesus even more. Because I know that that's a reality. That's a promise that God gives. Is when you set your mind on things above, like it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it just assures us that God is with us every step of the way.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so, I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, and how counseling, how you know, counseling helps you stay tethered to Jesus by just setting your mind on things above.
1: Yeah. Amen. For sure, will.
0: I love that. All right. Hey, let's uh, transition to this next segment here. And so just some final questions here. What resources would you recommend to followers of Jesus who are interested in learning more about counseling?
1: Yeah, man, uh, there's this podcast I listen to as we're on a podcast right now. Uh, (laughs) um, I love podcasts. People think it's weird, but I listen to podcasts when I work out (laughs) instead of music. It's, I know it's a weird thing, but, like, I don't know, podcasts just get me going. Yeah. Get, that get you fired final, up? Get that final rep in. <laughs> it, it's, that, it's the juice I need. It's the truth from these biblical counselors I need to get that last rep in. Yeah. You know? So um, nice. there's a few podcasts I listen to. There's a lot of books I read by Lou Priolo and uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen uh, I forget his name, Stephen Adams, I think. And uh, there's this one book I'm reading called Conflict Resolution by Lou Priola, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And I'd say also just like go into your your local church pastor. And I think they mm-hmm. definitely have a lot of a lot of advice and uh, counsel they could give you. And there's a lot of tools out on, out online. There's also um, Biblical counseling conferences you could go to, which I do whenever I have time. Uh, it's a lot of biblical counselors and how counseling is growing, how counseling is impacting others. And counseling is all, It's not just one way of counseling, there's there's always more ways they're finding out to counsel people. How it's growing, how integration is counseling is growing, and empathetic counseling is growing. So, um, Trying remember the names of the guys that I normally used for an undergrad. A lot of them were uh, like Larry Crabb's good. He's a real good author mm-hmm. that I used. He has a book called Effective Biblical Counseling. Mm-hmm. It just talks about how you do how do you biblically how do you use those how do you use scripture mm-hmm. and tie that into real life situations mm-hmm. and. Help them to grow out of it, and it's a very practical approach of nutty mm-hmm. counseling. Larry Crab and John MacArthur has a book called uh, Counseling Biblically. Mm-hmm. It's another good one. And uh, Heath Lambert, I don't know if you know about him. I do. Yep. Heath Lambert and yeah, there's a there's a lot of a lot of biblical counselors I could recommend, but those those are just a few.
3: Yeah,
0: I
1: can tell you. I can tell one one or two. Um, there's this one by Jay Adams called the Christian
0: Counselor's Manual.
1: That's the um, name I was thinking of. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get it, but yeah, you that's got all it. Good.
0: Yeah, so that one's also yeah, a good I'd resource. I've read bits and pieces of that book, and it's uh, very helpful, especially if you use the nephetic approach to counseling. Um, it's a wonderful resource for you to learn how to, you know, determine what someone's going through. And so, um, wonderful resources. I love that. Thanks, Josh, for sharing. That's, um, yeah.
1: Sorry, are you going to say something? Yeah, that was good. Like, we never know what someone's going through Yeah. in life. Because you look at someone, you see a face. But behind that, there's a whole lot of things you don't know.
3: Yeah, for sure.
1: Which is, like, which is very uh, eye-opening because, like, you see a person, you meet them. But when you really understand who they are as a person, mm-hmm. trying to get to know them, mm-hmm. you'll see the grief and the suffering they face. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I've had a friend who uh, he he struggled with grief Mm -hmm. and grief and suffering Mm -hmm. through a loss of a loved one. I I think you can kind of relate to that with your, kind of your dad's loss and all that. Yeah, and like one of the things we do is like grief. One of the things with grief is like it's called comparative suffering. We compare uh, our suffering to others. Mm. you make it seem like? The idea that my grief is not as big as yours Mm -hmm. when it comes to carrying something bigger. So you're like, my my grief's not as big as yours, so I don't really have to worry that much about mine. I have to give you more love and show you more, give you more affection and stuff like that. Yeah. The thing is like, but I think grief is like a souvenir of love. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's a souvenir of love and that there was once a space where you were loved and lost a thing. Of uh or a person, for example, like think of like a campfire, you're like at a campfire, uh you feel the warmth, you feel the love, yeah, uh, like it feels good when you're all cold in the winter time, mm mm-hmm. you feel the cold, but you you go up to the fire pit, it's nice and warm, keeps you mm-hmm. keeps you warm, but like as it dies, it kind of goes away, yeah, as as the campfire is just dying, mm mm-hmm. The warmth is gone. The affection is gone. Mm hmm And that's kind of like how I would describe grief and, like, loss. Like, you're just kind of going off of, uh, it's just kind of dying. But it was there. It was there, but it was dying now. Yeah. So it's a, a, grief is a souvenir of love. Yeah. I think there's a lot of ways, uh, to love someone. Like, especially who's struggling with grief. Mm -hmm. And suffering, um... One of the ways is we ask and don't assume. A lot of times we assume like what they're feeling, what they're thinking, mm-hmm. but we have to ask them like what's going on and how they're feeling and why they're responding the way they are responding. Yeah. When someone is struggling, because we just assume stuff, and we want when someone is struggling, we just want to give them advice. Yeah. You're like I gotta give them the best advice so they can get out of this depression or this grief, but a lot of the times they just need someone there. They just want someone to listen to. Yeah. They want to express their feelings. And that's one of the parts of counseling is they want someone to hear hear them out.
0: Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's, that's be good because I was getting ready to ask you, what encouragement would you give to those who have been faithfully learning and applying biblical counseling? I think you tied it well. I mean, you got to be a good listener. And so... You got to understand where the other person's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, asking them questions, not just having, like, forming a a way to give someone the advice while you're, you know, while they're sharing all these details with you, mm-hmm. um, but just taking time to genuinely listen to them. Isn't that what Jesus did mm-hmm. um, when he? Ate with text collections and sinners. I'm assuming, like, not to make any assumptions here, but I'm pretty sure, like, he was getting to know them and having mm-hmm. conversations with them, really asking them. Like, Jesus is known to ask questions to people because he's trying to get to their, know their heart, mm-hmm. like he did with the woman at the well, and you know, she was going through things, but she he was able to offer himself to her, and so I would just you know dear listener um if you're listening to this just some encouragement to you as you're faithfully learning and applying biblical counseling it's just continue to grow in this art of listening like i would even encourage you like not to give up as you're counseling people because we're all in in process like Mm -hmm. like sanctification is a progressive thing like it's not something that just happens like instantaneously it it's time it's uh cultivating a relationship with the lord over it takes time it's not something that just comes right away right i mean salvation happens right away if you put your faith and trust in jesus to, but right. to become more like christ it's it's a process and, and, and for some people that may mean that you may have to walk alongside them in their struggles for some time. But don't lose heart. Keep persevering. Keep pressing on towards the prize of the upward call of God, as Philippians 3.12 says.
1: Amen.
0: And so what else would you would you add to that? Like what, what encouragement would you give to those who've been faithfully learning and applying biblical counseling?
1: Um, I think like I said, just... Uh... Just relying on God, Mm -hmm. relying, falling back on God, Mm -hmm. not falling on yourself. Yeah, and just kind of, this picture of me is like I kind of just imagine as like I'm just on a plane, flying. Sky, like I just fall back, Mm -hmm. and I know God's gonna catch me, and He's gonna guide me through the struggle. Yeah, guide me through what I'm learning. And apply that to my daily life. Yeah. And a lot of the times we can't, we tend to think back on what people said, what people think. And it goes back to, like I said, it goes back to insecurity. Yeah. And that insecurity just leads to more and more struggles. Yeah. But finding that identity, leading, leading to that calling, leading to that assignment of what you're going to do in life. Yeah. So I just say... Um, learn as much as you can and read the Bible as much as you can. Yeah. And go from there. Just trust the Lord and follow the direction of the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, amen. Thanks for sharing. All right, here's my last question for you. I know the script shows two, but I'm going to combine them. It's all good. How does staying tethered to Jesus help a person or a follower of Jesus be counseled and prepare to give counseling to others. So mm-hmm. if a listener were listening to this, what would you say to them as far as like staying tethered to Jesus in order to counsel or give counseling?
1: Yeah. In order to give counsel to someone, you have to be counseling yourself and mm. counseling, uh, getting counseling from God, getting counsel from God. The only way to get counsel from God is reading, reading the word getting in the Word daily. And I think uh, getting in the Word daily is a sign of you fearing the Lord mm-hmm. and wanting wisdom, wanting knowledge. Like I said, we lack wisdom. And we get, like in Proverbs it says, uh, the way the um, just we get wisdom from the Lord and not from anything else. Yeah. So just kind of leading at that. And going from that, uh, yeah, that's kind of what it was. Yeah.
0: To. Amen. Hey, Amen. Yeah. Well, thank you, Josh, for uh, sharing all your wisdom and insight on counseling and how staying tethered to Jesus, you know, helps people be counseled but also give counsel. And so, really, been blessed with just hearing what you have to say. And I, again, the listener, like you said, like. It's easy for us to, you know, give counsel without first seeking the Lord. And so my encouragement to you is to first seek the things that are above and not things on this earth. Um, If you're feeling insecure, you know, may that lead you to find or just remember who your identity is in. And that's in Jesus. And that'll help you feel your calling. And for you mean like coming alongside somebody in counseling full time I mean if the Lord is calling you to do that I'd say go for it um, there's there's plenty of need for that and Josh is just a prime example of a guy who's been called by God to counsel people because he's you know personally seen the brokenness in the lives of people around him and so um, do, do you have any final thoughts that you wanted to share Josh?
1: Um. Uh, I'd say Let me cover a lot of good things Yeah And I think I just want to wrap up Like my main thing I want to cover in this podcast Is uh, Just finding your identity Mm. Like Where's your identity in? Is it in the things you love to do? Is it in the world? Is it in Fame? Or is it in money? Or is it in prosperity? Or power? And Those things are good Mm -hmm. But without God They can lead to They can lead to Deep sin so you can have all those things but you have you have God with them it leads to prosperity yeah and a spiritual spiritual Yeah. yeah I definitely think I just want to cover like identity find your identity in Christ your, your insecurities your flaws are going to come out and fall back on the Lord and he's going to give you a calling in life mm-hmm. and with that calling he'll give you the strength and the Holy Spirit to lead you through and to live for
0: Thanks again, Josh, for uh, coming onto the podcast. And I just want to conclude this episode by just uh, reading from Isaiah, one of my favorite passages that showcases like Jesus himself, like being proclaimed as the Messiah. Um, and a lot of us know this passage because we read it during Christmas a lot. But I think it's appropriate to read this as we conclude this episode and so this is Isaiah sharing this with the people of Israel he's saying this for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor wonderful counselor and who is this wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father of peace. Amen. And so, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And so, who is our Father in heaven? The wonderful Counselor. Who is Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is God in the flesh, became a man, and he is your mighty, wonderful counselor who loves you who died for the penalty of sin who is setting you free day by day in order to be like him so my encouragement to you dear listener is stay tethered to the wonderful counselor Amen. and so thank you josh again for coming on to tethered Thanks, and thank you yes, for having me yes my pleasure the podcast yes sir I love you, man. Love you too, man and so dear listener we will see you next time here on tethered have a great and wonderful day Thank you for listening to Tethered. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family. Please also tap the subscribe button to receive notifications when new episodes are published. You can also follow Tethered on Instagram by clicking on the link in the episode notes. Hope this episode has encouraged you, built you up, and blessed you. To God be the glory. See you next time. God bless.